Good afternoon, and you're all very welcome here to Sportsliner and Scarif Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Credit Union. And on today's show, I'm joined as always by Corporate Centre Pat McNamara. <coughs> and what a weekend we're we looking forward to. An All-Ireland final. Yes, indeed. It's the Clare Junior Camogie team who are in the All-Ireland Premier Junior final tomorrow in, in the, with the Hello Turf of Crow Park. A triple header with the uh, Intermediate and Senior finals as well. And we're delighted to be joined here by the Scarif O'Gunla uh, Chairperson, Chairman, uh, Martin McNamara. Martin, you're welcome once again to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Pat. Hi, Martin. Martin, massive weekend and, you know, the m- more important, I suppose, the, the participation of some local girls in an All-Ireland final in Crow Park. And look, at, it's, a, it's, it's a, a day to look forward to. And I suppose with four ladies, two starting and two on the panel, Martin, proud day for the club. Definitely, Leo. It must be every player's dream, whether you're a hurler or a camogie player, to play in Crow Park on All-Ireland final day. And... Uh, that comes to pass tomorrow for our, our four players, Leisha O'Donnell, Jennifer Daly, Lorraine Grady and Bonnie Wiley Murphy. You know, and look, look, they have been central to everything that has been good about Scarif O'Gunlaw. You know, they may be, may be young in years, but they're very experienced players. You know, they, they have uh, Munster club medals and, and county medals in their back pocket. And, you know, they have represented the club and the county with distinction and it won't phase them in any bit. No, hopefully not. Um, I was a bit phased myself last year. I was out on Crow Park pitch for, for Garrett Brooks. It's, it's just some experience <laughs> being out there. But um, these girls tomorrow will get the real deal and uh, hopefully they'll, they'll come away with, with the, the, the cup. Yeah, and indeed, look at it. Okay, obviously the Premier Junior isn't the strongest uh, competition at the moment, and really, realistically, there's only three or four teams that are in it. But it's there to be won for Clare Camogie to move forward, Martin. They need to be coming out of this, you know, division and getting these ladies kind of playing at a higher level, which they're more than capable of. Yeah, uh, from listening to yourself, Leo, and, and other um, commentators on Camogie, that it really is important that that Clare get out of this uh, Premier Junior competition and, and move up to the next grade, the intermediate grade, and play at a bit And also, Martin, does the added, the added um, I suppose, uh, spice in tomorrow's final is in that a former Scarif O'Gunlaw manager and trainer is involved as, as manager of the opposition, and, and David Sullivan, a man who was involved in Scarif's last Munster County and, and our Munster Junior, our Munster Senior Championship Club victory. That's going to add, add a spice, you know, because he's, he's going to know a lot about the Clare. He'll probably know more about the Clare team than maybe the Clare know about themselves. Well, he's a guy who is very... Um He's very driven by detail and he'll have his homework done. He doesn't have to do much on the Scarf girls, but he, he'll have his homework done on all the rest of the Clare girls as well. Um, we had a great year with, with Scarf O'Gunlo when, when David was here. Um, very successful year and, you know, he's very driven and um, there'll be no stone left in turn with, da- with David, that's for sure. Pet, it is at a spice. There's no doubt about it. And, and, and the rivalry that's there, you know, everyone is probably aware that David Sullivan was interested in getting the Clare job, the senior job last year when it came up, only for the, the outgoing manager was reapplied and got reappointed, you know, but, you know, he was he was bitterly disappointed and in this Tipperary junior job. This man has his sights probably set on higher uh, jobs in Tipperary, but no t- tomorrow is going to be going to be tasty. Yeah, and, and the minute I heard that Tipperary were, were, were most likely to be the opponents of Clare in the final, uh, you know, a few weeks back when we saw the way the, the thing was going, I mean, that's the first thing we thought of was that, as, as Martin said, uh, David Sullivan knows East Clare and Clare Camogie inside out, and I mean, he he, he knows the, the, the players, he knows the, 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 the style of play, he kind of knows a lot about their, their strengths and, and weaknesses, and, and again, a guy who pays an awful lot of attention to detail 
tell. So, like, it adds a lot of spice to it, I think, and uh, I think he'll have him really, really up for it now. The Clare squad, we think, is a bit stronger, we hope it is anyway, because uh, as, as we said at the outset, you know, it's a bit like the, 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 the Irish soccer, ladies soccer, women's soccer team, you know, the, the awareness of Camogie and, and the profile of it being lifted by a and Crow Park is a massive, massive thing. But, uh, you know, Soldan will be out to stop that and, and get and get tip uh, taking the cup and the steps. So uh, a, a serious challenge for Clare management, but I think they one they're up for. And uh, it, I'm really looking forward to it because there will be spice. There's no doubt about the tackles will be going in fairly lively early on. There's no doubt. And, and Martin, they have been close before, you know. Obviously, they haven't been in the final, but they've been beaten in semi-finals. And they, they've been there off and off and other teams have gone on to produce other things. There's no doubt if they could get over tomorrow, it would be a massive boost for Clare Camogie going forward? Oh, definitely, yeah. Leo. Um, they, they had success this year and last, but um, this is the big one, and um, best of luck to them. Yeah, and, and best of luck, we wish them all the very best of luck. Martin, however, there's a lot of other Camogie has gone on in the last number of weeks, and Camogie also gone on with the Clare on the 14th today, where there's local representation as well, with Fiekel, Cartola and, and, and Scarif Ogunla players, you know, in that all Ireland Blitz. You might just tell us a small bit about that on the 14 Blitz today. So the under-14 blitz is, is being staged in Dublin across two venues today. Um, there are four Scarf Gunlow girls uh, taking part uh, uh, with Claire. So we have uh, Sophie Sheedy, Ella Casey, Ruby Wiley, Murphy and Laura Danaher playing. And one of the mentors is Derek Murphy, also representing our club. And so they're, they're in Dublin today playing uh, the blitz. and. All players will get a walkout on uh, Crow Park tomorrow on All Ireland Finals. And Leo, to, mind, uh, to add to that, uh, my own club mate, uh, Ollie Noon, is manager of the under 14 team, so I'd like to give a shout out to Ollie and, and all the selectors and, and trainers and coaches that best of a look to them. I mean, there's a lot of work going on, so uh, as I said, it's good to have a, a local man from our point of view uh, deeply involved there. and. Uh, every success to them. Yeah, and we did. Ali has been very good to see her on Scarlet Bay Queen's Radio as well. Also, uh, Martin, under-16s, Munster a Shield victory there a number of weeks ago, and, you know, we had a player of the match performance, a goalkeeper who was going to be probably one of the top goalkeepers in the country, I think, Nisha O'Neill. But also, you know, you had... Um, Anya Rogers, uh, Tara Mornane, uh, Quiva McNulty, all top class players, and we're central to that uh, Munster success, All Ireland success. Yeah, it, it's great. It, it seems to go in fours. Uh, we had four representatives there as well from the club in Nolan Park, uh, a great traditional GA ground, and um, to bring home an All Ireland uh, trophy was, was magnificent. And, and the manner of it as well, Leo, was was great as well. It was a game that they were hardly entitled to win against a very, very strong, skillful Antrim team. Um, they somehow came away with the win and that was uh, was in part, if not largely, due to um, the goalie and the backs, all of which um, featured Scarf Gunlow players to, to keep a, a, a clean sheet as regards yeah. goals that day. So yeah, we, we congratulate him on that. Martin, you're also, you know, before we're joined by our next guest, but you're also, uh, as we said, you're, you're involved, heavy involved in Mount Channel Celtic in the soccer and a big week ahead this week with the, the summer camp and, of course, added interest to the summer camp with the success of the Irish ladies or lack of success, but the participation of the Irish ladies in that World Cup out in Australia. Yeah, sure, it's getting a great profile these days. Um, it's a pity that um, they didn't get a win out there in Australia, uh, but um, look, it's great for the, the girls' game. And uh, we've um, a full full soccer camp uh, starting this Monday now, so loads of boys and girls up there enjoying themselves. And Martin, is it going to add to added participation? I know you're involved with the younger ladies as well, under 12s. I think you're the, the banished or you for your sins. Uh, yeah, for my sins. Yeah, that is, it's great. Uh, the more the merrier, Leo. Keep them coming. Yeah, and look at... 
Pet, great to see sport, participation in sport here in East Clare on a major, major, major high and long may it continue. Well, yeah, sure, look at it, if you talk about the, broad, the broader sense, I mean, the, the, the importance of keeping young people involved in sports and healthy activity is, is becoming more and more vital, more so than it ever was, because people have very sedentary lifestyle nowadays you know there's an awful lot of uh, online work and, and play and, and people aren't active and there's issues with health and weight and so many other things boys and girls so it's anything that anybody's doing any club or any group every individual given their time to keep young people involved in a healthy sport and hopefully prolonging that, that time and just keeping them healthy and well and, and fit is brilliant and uh, more look to, to, to everybody involved whether it's Mount Shannon summer camp or all the other summer camps that are run in the various sports so it's absolutely vital and I think as time goes on we'll realise how vital it is because it's, it's a healthy issue as well as as well as a sporting issue I think yeah and, and I know Martin as well you have a last man standing going and we have a last man standing going here for fundraising for the community radio as well and we hope that everyone maybe might log into the website and 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 maybe join up and also Martin you have your fundraiser which you know which collaborates and many people will support both but look every every bit of funding is is, is helpful is help yeah, definitely, Leo, and, and it's you know it's an ongoing battle to, to try bring in funds, whether it's it's the clubs, the the community council, the the Harbour Festival, you, you, uh, the the radio station, and uh, you know we're, we're grateful to anyone who can support in any way they can. Yeah, and we thanks for that, Martin. We're now going to be we're now we're going to be joined by um, a lady who will be shouting rather louder than most in in Crow Park tomorrow. Has had her issues with the stewards there in the last number of weeks at at All Ireland hurling semi-finals, uh, but a proud day for this woman, uh, Claire Hinchy. Her daughter Alicia is uh, lying out uh, with the Clare Premier Junior Camogie uh, team tomorrow and. Look, what a marvellous day, uh, for, as, as Martin alluded to, for Scarafo Gunlaw and, and for, the, for the players themselves. But a proud day for the family as well. And as I said, we're delighted to be died by the, the very quiet and unusual at the moment, Claire Hinchy. Claire, you're welcome to Scarafo Community Radio. <laughs> Thanks, Leo. Claire, look, at massive day and a very proud day for, for, for the family and for all. But for you, how are you feeling a, a day before your daughter stands out and head out top? You're probably worse than she is, I presume. Um, yeah, Alicia, at the best of times, doesn't say very much. She's That's been a change in that <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. yeah, she after her <laughs> father, she took that trait, I think. Um, but in the last couple of days, she's been more quiet. Like there's, she doesn't say much. I've, I've tried to quiz her about their game plan and stuff, and she just says, "Yeah, we've gone through it." And there's no, there's no excitement. There's not excitement, but there's no. I'd say she's just very, very nervous, but doesn't want to let on. Um, she just goes about her business, and we had to go down to Torpy's during the week and get a new hurley and. She had the boots and the helmet and all the stuff that, that she's everything and she was going out this morning and she just couldn't wait to get out the door and just to get, to get you know, they're staying up in uh, the Green Isle tonight. Um, she's been, actually she's below in um, the Apple Green at the moment being collected. Um, just could not wait just to get out the door and get the show on the road. Yeah. Pierre, do you not know at this stage, as a, moral, as a parent, <laughs> did you don't ask young ladies or anyone about a match? No, it is. That day is long well, gone. Well, that's just me. I just want to, I just want to know. But do you know, um, and there was a, a special precaution because of noise and complaints the last day about mm-hmm. the supporters, that there is extra security in Club Park tomorrow. <laughs> Listen, I got, I, got, I got tickets to a very good section. I'll be well away from any microphones. But come here, Claire, um, a great day, look at it, especially yeah. a great day for, for local and for the, all the, the, the scarf and for all to be involved in, yeah. to be involved in our Ireland final day. It doesn't come around too often and you have to make the most when you get there. Yeah, I mean it was said to me, a friend of mine said it to me during the week and Leisha has come playing in Camogie at, a, at absolutely 
couldn't have been a better time for Scarra Fogunlo. I mean, she's only 18 years of age and she has two county senior medals. She's a Munster medal and now she gets to play in Crow Park. And the National League She's medal. a National League and she's a player of the match in the National League. Like, she just... She, not that she think she takes it for granted, but she just there's so many more people that were better than her and had more opportunities and don't have have the accolades that she has. And I don't think, and the same with with um, with um, Jennifer, you know, they're just they're only ni- like Jennifer's only 19, 19, I think nineteen or twenty. They're such young girls and they've got such experience and with the club and everything, it's just been absolutely. They're but, so so lucky. They really without, are. Without her own personal drive and ambition, I know she might be quiet and, and yeah. maybe, uh, maybe bothered enough about where she is tomorrow and all that. But uh, she must have had fierce drive and ambition to get to where she's have those medals and those trophies, despite the fact there might be better players as you said. Yeah, it's all yeah. about attitude and drive and ambition, and she yeah. just that in spades. Yeah, she like I said, she. Where she, she got from? She, I don't know where well, she, she got. Drive from. It, she drive anyway. <laughs> I was. Ju- it was said to me last night that. God love her if, her if my father was alive today got help at the whole place because he'd have he'd have gone oh my god he would have been the proudest man in, in, in the country and it's but yeah exactly we, we'd, but n- we'd not have only one going to another club out tomorrow we'd have two <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like she had a, she had a team holiday a holiday god love her planned and uh she would have been going the Tuesday after the all-ireland semi-final and she couldn't go so oh. that was huge for her and I mean the friends that they had she, there was five of them arrived up to the house then yesterday and you know, they had a great old laugh and, and she just kind of got time to relax and just, but she did, I mean, she has sacrificed a lot, like, and she, I know more than anything, she'd have loved to have gone on that holiday with them, but she just couldn't, like, in the in But Claire, the you know, it will be, uh, well, look, at it's only going through, you're only going to realise it tomorrow when yeah. you see her, when she walks out, when they run out on, on Crow Park, it is yeah. a dream come through, there's no doubt about oh, that, and very few get to, get, to, get to realise it. Yeah. It's a day that they'll remember forever, and it's, hopefully it's already the start, start yeah. of more, and it is giving them a taste for their Claire, you know. Yeah. They, they just love it, and as Pat, as, as Claire said, like just, they have been successful. They don't know. They don't. They know no other way. Yeah. Uh, look at I just listened to Martin there earlier on talking about the, all the Scarafagunda players on the underage teams, successful underage teams. I mean, things are booming in this club, and, and yeah. you know that's down to the work of the people involved. I mean, the, it, it, they're magic players, and I say look at everybody involved. Yeah. I'm sure appreciate it, Claire, but you nearly need to grasp it because it oh, doesn't huge. last forever. And, and they're it's, great. It's almost like, unreal to hear the success. I remember. Exactly, and I remember even when Leisha, it's not that long ago that she came on to the senior squad and she was absolutely so, um, what's the word, I I suppose, not terrified, I can't think of the word, but she was so, like, the fact that Mairead Scanlon said hello, Leisha, to her was just... She, she came back yeah. and she said, Mom, Mairead Scanlon knows my name. And I mean, like, whereas now she's a teammate and back, like, two years ago, she was just, you know, she was one of her idols, do you know what I mean? And, and those girls, and, and that was just the way, whereas now she's, she's part of them and they're just a great bunch and the older ones look after the younger ones and bring them on and encourage them and everything like, and it's just brilliant, it really, really is. So the, the days ahead could be just as good, if not better, than the days they're just past there, Leo. Hopefully yeah, yeah and, ho- and hopefully all will go well. Yeah. And of course, the biggest day of all is tomorrow in, yeah. in, in Crow Park. And look, at it is every player's dream. And look, at hopefully that Claire tomorrow will be a successful outing uh, yeah. for Claire and for yourselves. And not to win, not to no fighting. <laughs> All right, and I'm only cut you, Claire. You're very. You need to be progressive playing tip, And as for those that don't know, the the management in Tipperary yes. would be well oh, we used do, to yeah, our we girls because yeah. Yeah. they're obviously <laughs> two years ago were our our senior management. Mm. So it's um they know them all too well. They know their capabilities. They know what they're capable of and. 
bring it on. <laughs> yeah, bring it on for sure. Pat, finally, before we leave the Camogie, there's the All-Ireland Intermediate Final tomorrow, Derry and Meat, and a novel pairing in the All-Ireland Senior Final, Cork and Waterford appearing their first time in God knows how many years. Your quick thoughts and doors, Pat. Well, look forward to seeing Meat and Kerry from the point of view. I love watching Aoife Minogue and other Scarif, strong yeah. Scarif yeah. connection. Yeah, I was just about to say. A brilliant, brilliant player on the football and the Meat football team as well. Looking forward to seeing her and Meat. Maybe Meat might share that. Maybe if he be the player of the match, who knows? Things are going so well for Scarif. The other game, you think Cork would win it by quite a few points. It's Waterford's first day out. It's brilliant that they're Waterford out there just to shake up and get rid of the top three of Cork, Kilkenny and Galway year after year after year. I think Cork experience will tell, but I think Waterford won't probably be one shy away from but I think they might need another year Leo but uh, you know it'll be a good atmosphere there with a new crowd following for, for an island following a new set of supporters Yeah and I suppose you're looking at Waterford and Clare were always able to take care of Waterford yes. in underage all along and they have they have well jumped over the pile so it's a, probably a lesson to Clare to learn and maybe hopefully to, to all turn tomorrow with a win in the All-Ireland Premier Junior Final Clare Hinchy yes, thanks a million for taking the talk to us thanks, safe journey tomorrow and the very best look uh, to, you, to, to, to you Thank all you. Enjoy Pet it is a proud day from there's no doubt about that. Oh, we goodness. look forward to the, the match in Crow Park tomorrow and we wish to clear team the very best of luck. Neil, there's no higher pinnacle. We do of course. There's no higher pinnacle than for any parent or any family member watching your your, your family member go out in Croke Park. It must be something else. Uh, it'll never happen most of us, I'd say, but it'll only happen uh, a teeny percentage of the population. So a fantastic day for all involved and we wish them every success. Management players and the whole and supporters tomorrow. Yeah, and we wish them all the best of luck. And we take a, a small sus joke here on Scarab Bay Queen's Radio before we get ready to talk to our next guest, uh, Scarab Senior Hurling Manager, Mark McKinnon. And once again, thanks to Martin McNamara and Claire Hinchy for taking the time to talk to us. So now we move from the sport of Camogie uh, to hurling and a big weekend ahead for the local club here in the Senior Hurling Championship. Uh, next weekend, uh, Scarab take on Eineck in the morning next Friday night in Cusick Park, following on in a great victory over St. Joseph's in the, in the opening round. And, Ina Kilimora, who lost to Bellier last week. So, a very, very important game ahead. And we're delighted to be joined by a man very good to see here on Scarab Cape Community Radio. Great holding supporter, Scarab manager, Mark McKenna. Mark, you're welcome once again. Thanks, Leo. Thanks a million. Mark, it goes without saying, next Friday night, huge game. Look, at uh, every year that we meet and we talk, um, one after the other, they're getting bigger and bigger. And it's no different next next Friday night. And there's a real sense of excitement to training. And... Um, they're really looking forward to it. Now, the difference this year, we're going in after a win. We three years up from the intermediate and we failed every year to win our first round match. So it was kind of a monkey off the back beating St. Joseph's, but it was also a great lift and, uh, as I say, a sense of excitement going into next Friday night, especially when it's in the park and you want these lads in there playing their hurling in there. Yeah, you're, you're dead right. You want to be playing in, in the best venues and the last evening in Tuller were great venue as well. And I suppose on the evening, Mark, there was a small bit of nervousness going into the game, playing your, your first game. And as you alluded to, you know, you, ne you need to win your first game uh, to set you, get the bit of momentum and gives players confidence. And it showed in the second half that when they really did push on, that they're more than a match for anybody in this senior championship. True, yeah, and and on the Tulla point, they're uh, they're very comfortable. We play a lot of matches in Tulla, and Tulla at the moment is in immaculate condition. So that was one that, uh, of course, we targeted. It was an odd kind of weekend because we're in the group of five. There was only going to be two matches on. There was a big crowd anticipated. We were the first match, so there was. You're right. There was a bit of nervousness there, but that goes once you get there. But the nervousness of the first round and trying to achieve that win and get your two points on the board like all those teams in that group that's a serious group 
Joseph's coming up from intermediate, they were always going to be a huge obstacle and they put a real good test up to us. Now, I said it afterwards, maybe that our experience of that particular match over the last couple of years stood to us and we had that extra bit. Now, I know I'm talking to some of them afterwards, there was a few fouls that took yellow cards. Now, Joseph's possibly said that was too cynical on our behalf. To me, that was a little bit of experience and let's see an out a game that maybe a couple of years ago they mightn't have had. So to get the win then at the back of it all was was fabulous. Yeah. You, do, you do what you have to do to win. The Kilkenny, Kilkenny backs over the years made no apologies over taking <laughs> your hands sure. or anybody for the, uh, when they were going winning. Well, the one yeah. quick thing, Leo, just before we move on to the future, uh, is that against uh, Dor- Bearfield, Mark, it's a great asset to any management to have players who are versatile and can play. I mean, he made a few changes that changed the game a fair bit. You know, players are comfortable moving around the play, especially in the forwards that you have. And, uh, you know, not a lot of teams are kind of that stuck in how they play. He changed it around a bit in the second half and it made a massive difference. It's great to have players like that in your team. Uh, it, it, true. Like, we're in a position now where, and we've said this over the years, that the, the younger lads that are all coming through are offering something. And that's because of all the work that was done a number of years ago and when they get to be a senior hurler or over 17 years of age that they have something to offer but the versatility now is what is the real help to us and the influence we're constantly asked about Mark and Patrick Crutty Paddy Ryan now you've Liam Crutty you've Fergus Madden you've Michael Barrett they were the six starting forwards all very versatile and the influence that some of them had on that game was massive, yeah. was massive, and that's what saw us through, through in the end, you know. So. And there's no doubt, you mentioned the name, the other lad making his championship debut, Liam Crotty. I, I thought, in fairness, him in the first half, when when things weren't going according to maybe the plan that you'd want, he was one man that really stepped up and, you know, showed leadership in the first 10 minutes, wasn't phased by it. No, the Crotty's haven't ever phased by it too much anyway, but he wasn't phased by it, and he, 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 was, he was a man that really showed, and, and drove on the show. Correct. Uh, first, again, like you can talk about the experienced players and the lads that have played in championships matches before he didn't and there was no fear there and we knew we had seen the work he'd done and that he was ready and to score three points from play in the first half when as you say things weren't overly um, running so smooth was was something and then he backed it up with a goal in the second half so it just showed that his performance on the day was full yeah, so, exactly. yeah, so. Mark, obviously, I need to kill challenge, you know, and okay, the first night kill, kill I can mainly beat Bellier, which I suppose isn't, wasn't the greatest shock in the in this greatest scheme of things. And everyone said Bellier were, were dead and gone with, with the problem. There is, there's no doubt there's turmoil there in, in Bellier at the moment, but you know, obviously, obviously when you're at your lowest, you're, you're, you're backed into corner, you have to come out fighting. They come out and overturned I need which means now that Heineken and the Moon are backed into a corner and yeah. they're going to come out all guns blazing. Yeah. But Mark, it sets it up for a brilliant Friday night in Cusie Park. True, true. It's his role's reversal now for Heineken and the Moon. And look, Bellier two-time county cha- or back-to-back county champions for no reason. They were always going to come out turmoil or no turmoil. That was always maybe going to galvanise them and there was always a performance in them. Now, uh, to next we have Aina Kildamona now listening to their coach on the, on the radio after the match. He was saying they needed a match under their belt. We have a match under our belt. We're fully aware of what's coming and look at it's the quality they have and the the strength. They're a strong physical team that you have to match in every department. So look, it's absolutely look at these this are is what the, you want. Yeah, correct, yeah. correct. And these these are the matches that you 
judge yourself on these are results based business that look at we're, we're going into Innes next Friday evening to win the match there's no two ways about it Pat, there's no doubt about this. Cardiff have moved on dramatically from their uh, intermediate win a number of years ago, and it was a monkey off the back to get out of intermediate. You know, you know there was younger players coming through, and as Max said, every one of those players has added something new to Scarif. And there's not only that, but there's more players to come in, row in behind, and you need that conveyor belt coming if you want to compete at senior level, of which Scarif are competing and won't be far away uh, when the final honours are given out this year. Well, look, after the one intermediate, Leo, I said it's very hard to get out of that 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 uh, grade sometimes. Uh, Many teams have found that that are cost, but once they got out of that, you always felt that Scarif were going to be able to, to be comfortable in Cena. By that now, I don't mean things will be easy for them or that they'll win this, that, or the other. You always felt that, uh, I do anyway, that with the squad they have, with the underage system they have, and the quality of the players coming through, with the quality of the older guys as well, just a matter of getting it all together, that they will push for a Cena Championship, whether it's this year or next year. I'm sure Mark would, 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 would say he's not going to step over to Mark by talking him to up too much. Nevertheless, there's never a better time than the present, and if they can beat Ina Kilimon on Friday evening, it's a really fantastic place to be in. And I mean, there's a, there is a serious attack on the senior championship in this squad. How soon it will be is anyone's guess. I'm sure they'll be open this this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do go a long way this year. But the young players coming into the experience set up a, a lovely combination and very promising. And there's no doubt, Mark, there's going to be twists and turns in this group. It's a group of dead. It didn't call the group of dead for no reason. There has been twists and turns already. There'll be many more to come. Definitely. And just to go back to Pat's point there about the Intermediate Championship, that we, we had to learn the hard way how to, or the for the betterment of yourself how to win that competition and that didn't come over one year or two and that same applies to when you go senior whether you have the people coming through or not you have to learn to find your way through that and make progress now as you said the group that people are calling the group of death with twists and turns I look at between us here we know that all the teams will take points off one another in some shape or form we have an advantage already going into just the second round that we have two points and if we can build on that and maybe add to it and maybe add two more over the final two matches you just never know what position you're in but over the years we never talked up ourselves as being getting to intermediate finals or that we're not talking ourselves up this year to get any further than win the matches that are in front of you see what comes then that would be foolish of any management team or any all, all we're doing is putting these players in the best possible position to represent the club the jersey and to take Scarif Senior Hurlers forward as far as possible and Mark there's no doubt you know that that message that got home to the players because any time you meet any emote they're already talking about the, the next day you know first it was St. Joseph's and then you had that pinpointed from a long way out and from that night on it was only about Eineken irrelevant of what went on in the match last weekend you were just set up for Eineken Lamona and that's, it's a great mentality to have yeah well it's 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 a of the way like when you have the people like Jerry and Donald Maloney Mike Long Michael Maloney Jim and Oak we've two good S&C coaches in Hugh and Chris Orr. everyone is doing such huge work and the messages are always positive uh, based on what you see in the training field or how a person is themselves or the direction they're going in and that's what we do we try and bring them forward and make them the best they can be and there's no doubt, Mark, you know, since you got involved years ago, the time that goes in, you know, there's always plenty of time, but the preparation has gone way beyond what you, when you started out in your time. It's, it's a full-time job. <laughs> 
It's very, very few have time for it. But you're well, doing it. to make time too, Leo. But uh, look at it. I, those of us who were involved in teams before, back the years, have no idea at all what's going to do nowadays. Because as Mark says, I'm sure you spend night, noon, and morning thinking about it, planning. There's so much organising to be done, and, and games are now on. Teams are gone so professional in their pr- approach. If you don't match that, the other clubs in Clare. If you don't match that and maybe surpass it, you're, you're going nowhere. So I, I can just imagine the time to put in. But uh, I suppose they still love doing it. But uh, it's t- it can be challenging. It, oh, it can. And yeah. just to give you one little piece of information on that. We went into every aspect of the Joseph's match, and Jim Minogue documented it on, and Michael Moroney threw an email on 14 pages. No, oh. that wasn't leaving out any little, any small detail or anything. That surprised me. No, it that's, it, it, so it, it, that's it, it, just kind of some of the work that goes into it, yeah. But again, Pat, as well, and as Mark said, that's the calibre of, of person you have to have involved with a team. You know, you can't have any really Joseph up involved anymore. You, you have to. Real professional, good good people, you and, and that's, this has proved to be the case. First of all, you need the numbers as well, because it's four people or three people isn't going to manage a senior team anymore to, win, to, win, to do well in the championship, or neither will three or four. I mean, you have to have these backroom staff doing their job, coming up with information that you can use, and I mean, as it's gone so technical and so professional is that, but... You know, there's obviously good lads involved in Scarif and uh, that's what you need. And, uh, you know, the days of slapping the hurley off the table in the restroom and breaking it and knocking the doors going out and shouting and is absolutely over. It's now, you know, every pre- pre- uh, attention to real detail and just producing the performances. And uh, Scarif seems to be getting all of that right. So, Friday night is a great test. Can't wait for that game, actually. Yeah, and I suppose as, as we're here at the festival in Scarif and I suppose you'll be kind of looking around, at, uh, you'll be hoping you wouldn't see too many hurlers around anyway. And, and, and there's no doubt they won't. That day's got back to us, David. You'll be, you'll be ducking and diving to see. I, I, I did it myself. <laughs> no, no, I often saw you and met you in wrong places. But Mark, you're very good to come in and take the time to talk to us. And just on uh, your previous interview and Claire and Merton, uh, on behalf of the Scarab Hurlers Management and Club, we'd like to wish everyone the very best of luck in Crow Park tomorrow. It's absolutely fantastic to see a Claire team and, and even to see the Camogies that's real sign of progress there their management your own colleague on Scarif Bay and it's just it's it's fantastic to see there's fierce excitement surrounding that I could see the smile on Claire's face there and, and she's she's well up for it that as, 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 as I said she, she was fighting at the Island Holland semi-final <laughs> no doubt she'll be fighting at the Holland Island Juno Camogie final uh, uh, tomorrow and Mark thanks for that and also good good wishes to your father mother two of our greatest supporters Sean and Breed I know they're only up there I hope they're, I hope they're, they're tuned in yeah, very yeah. good supporters and uh, always it'd be very very good to say any time you call Mark, we look forward to it. Man, is the holy I got off in myself when I was able to run. The only man that knew what you wanted before it broke at all. <laughs> Mark, we're very best to look next Friday Thanks night and we look forward yeah. to Scarrow's progress in this championship. Great. Thanks, Les. Thanks, 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 Now we're going to take a small bit of music. And once again, thanks to Mark McKenna for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. And we wish Scarif and all their managers the very best of luck next Friday night. And now we move from the sport of hurling and we're going to talk to men that knows an awful lot about uh, any, any sport. Is uh, a, 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 if I'm not mistaken, a proud Tipperary man, but now domiciled in Clare for years. It's the pre-hero of uh, Clare, uh, Clare Soccer, uh, Jim Madden, a man who by all accounts has his pockets bulging after the Galway races in the past week. Jim, you're welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Uh, thank you very much indeed, and I'm delighted to be asked. And uh, uh, as you know, I have a little bit of a relationship with a few of the guys up there, with Tom and with Lee, with uh, Luke. 
So, uh, yeah, delighted to be dealing with the professionals this time. Yeah, and, 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 and we got a good man, Jim. Uh, thanks for that. Jim, uh, pockets bulging after the races, or have you any, any other tips left for us, even at this uh, late stage? No, I'm afraid I had um, I had a poor enough week. Now, um, you know what happened to me? I, well, I laugh. I backed a, a, a few horses, all right. I'm not a big punter now, but I do like me a bit of racing. And uh, I, you know what I realised? That... that the punters really don't have a chance. We had we had um, Colin Keane ride a winner for his father the other evening, and the previous day or two days before that, he rode the same horse. As, as he said, the draw wasn't great, so we didn't give him a hard time. And then he pulled him out two days later and wins. And the same with J.P. McManus uh, yesterday, a horse trained by Paul Roach. Uh, Christie's son and uh, they ran him in the Galway hurdle he didn't really make an impression and yes he was fancied for the hurdle Brazil I backed him didn't realise he was going to run again yesterday evening he did and uh, obliged at a fairly decent price so, so we have the hope in hell you know yeah, indeed, of course, the, the road tradition carrying on quite well. If he's half, if Paul is half successful as Christie, he'll go a long, long way. Jim, you know, you've been involved in, in, in soccer for many, many long days. And first of all, I uh, must ask you about the great victory of Newmarket Celtic in the FAI Junior Cup final. At long last, the, the, the national title, the Blue Ribbon, came to the county of Clare. Uh, yes, indeed. It was a fantastic achievement. Uh, Newmarket have been knocking at the door uh, nationally now for, for a, a number of years. Uh, and uh, You know, they were in finals and semi-finals of the FAI and at the Munster Junior Cup. Uh, they dominated the Clare Cup until last year. Uh, last year, yeah. Uh, the, the, the season before last, uh, when they were beaten by Avenue, but they had won it nine times in a row. A very, very well-organised club. And as you know, really, to win anything, the clubs have to be extremely well-organised. They have to be a bit ambitious as well. And uh, the last year, Paddy Purcell came in as manager, and uh, Paddy gave them just that little bit of an extra lift. They signed a couple of players, including uh, a guy from Shannon called Dara Leahy, big, who big, you big, would have known, I would imagine, yeah. from his GA gauge with Wolf Tones. And uh, they lifted the FAI Junior Cup in fine style against uh, St. Michael's from Tipperary, who would be really the benchmark of junior soccer, in my opinion, in Ireland uh, for God knows how many years. And uh, they won that. They were beaten, unfortunately, in the final of the Munster Junior by Regional, whom they had beaten earlier uh, in the FAI. And then uh, after a pulsating two games, they won back the league uh, from Avenue United. Now, to be honest with you, to win back our domestic league was very high on their list of priorities. But they were a very well-managed side, very committed, and then they have players uh, like uh, Owen Hayes, who is a current junior international, yeah. Shane Cusick, who's a top-class goalkeeper, uh, and then they have a couple of guys on there in the background, like, uh, as I said, Paddy uh, Purcell, who managed, uh, or sorry, played League of Ireland, and then they had Owen O'Brien as well. A man, again, that you'd be familiar with him from his hurling days as well as his soccer. So uh, really well set up. And I was told last night by Owen's father 
they're geared up for next season as well. There's no doubt about that. And Owen Hayes, you know, also going to be central to Numerica's chances of progressing in the Senior Hurling Championship. Jim, this week, you know, uh, the, the Irish ladies soccer team came home and what, what, what you know, excitement it gave to the, to the public, you know, to, to see our, our ladies team taking part in, in the greatest competition uh, for ladies out in Australia, New Zealand. Uh, yes, indeed. It was a fantastic achievement. And there is no doubt that they did uh, lay down a marker that how much uh, women or women's soccer or, or ladies, depending on what you want to call it, has progressed in this country over the last number of years. You and I both remember when they had a problem with the FAI with gear and all of that. They stood their ground and now they have shown that uh, for the stuff that they wanted and to be treated properly and equal to the men, they have justified that in spades. And there is no doubt, I, I'm finding, watching this World Cup, the standard of play from across the teams, and including our own team, is superb skill and uh, technique and everything else. And they seem to me to play the game the way the game was intended, with a bit of smile as well. Sorry there, the, the sound has dropped a little bit. Yeah, yeah what, 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 what uh, Pat was saying, Jim, is how can the, the young ladies of Clare and Clare and, and, and clubs in Clare uh, work off the success of the Irish team? You know, because there's no doubt that participation numbers are going to grow. Uh, there's a summer camp here in in in, Scarab, in Mount Shannon this week, and it is it is uh, full. No, no one else can get in. But how can they uh, benefit really and uh, from that? Uh, take advantage of the participation of the Irish ladies, Jim? Well, basically, what has to happen, I mean, is while participation levels are increasing, they have to be, um, the, the teams have to be probably better organised. Uh, they also have to have more, um, better coaching, and that they have to uh, commit to the training level that's required now to get to the top level in any sport. You see this in, in Camogie, you see it in women's football, and now we're going to have to see it in soccer as well. Uh, the rugby women have also put down a marker. So really, um, there is no excuse for uh, any women now or girls not uh, getting a chance to perform at the top level, but they have to commit to the training regime that's needed to do that. And that's required now in any sport. And there's no doubt, Jim, that uh, that that boils down as far as club level, you know. And you know, to be to make any these, uh, every, everyone knows to make the top teams, you have these successful with your club. So you know, clubs are going to have to buy into this. That it's not only uh, it's not going to happen overnight. That there is a, a long road ahead, but it will be more than fruitful if they can put in the hard work. Uh, yes, indeed. I mean, it's like everything else in life. Um, you have to put into the into in the work. And now that sport at all levels is so competitive, and we've all seen over the last number of years uh, both the, the commitment of the Irish women at rugby to go to World Cups and all of that stuff. Uh, we've seen it in a, a nearer home with the Gaelic Games teams. I mean, this weekend you have the senior Camogie final, if I'm right, yeah. uh, Cork and Kilkenny. Cork now, Barford, Kilkenny yeah. is there for the first time in Cork a long, Barford, long time. Jim, they meet yeah. Tipperary 
in a very, uh, what's the word, pulsating final and won it in the last couple of minutes because Tipperary had been leading coming into the, down the home straight. Cork have been in the finals for a number of years and it appears their hunger is really to be seen. But you'd love to see Waterford uh, win that, wouldn't you? There's no doubt about that. You're, we, 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 we always favour the underdog. Jim, however, the, the only uh, negative uh, coming back from the World Cup was that spat between the captain, uh, uh, Katie McCabe, and, and, the, and the manager. Is there problems maybe behind the surface that we haven't seen? Or, or, or you know, is it something that can be worked out? It's something that can be worked out. I mean, both uh, Vera Pau is a very successful coach and Katie McCabe is playing at the top level with Arsenal. However, there are other very, very good players in that team and uh, Katie did tend to overshadow them. Now, she was captain and, of course, there was a lot at stake and maybe that she overstepped the mark a little bit by questioning the, the substitution of players in that final game against uh, Nigeria but uh, Katie McCabe is a top class player she's at Arsenal and you know what she really is a very very um, technical girl she is brilliant with her left foot I thought her corners if the men's team had people to take a corner like she does we'd, we'd be winning a hell of a lot more matches there's no doubt about that. Jim, finally, before we let you go, um, the men's soccer team maybe not going as well as, as we'd like, but some really crucial games coming up in the autumn. Uh, there is indeed. I mean, we, we have to start uh, getting results, really. And I don't particularly like the, 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 the pressure that seems to be on the manager that uh, threatened, you know, that the papers talk. Now, I do think, to be honest with you, that some of the stuff that went on with the women's team as well, I think the journalists, some of them, deserved a little bit of a kick up the backside. They asked questions that you shouldn't ask and you wouldn't be allowed to ask a man, you know, uh, their attitude to the manager and all of that. Uh, players, by their nature, play and okay well they may not like a manager a hundred percent i mean i'd imagine if you ask um player when they won the two all irelands in 95 and 97 did they all love gerlock man i bet you they didn't uh but they knew that ger was trying to do something and they had the results the same would have happened in kilkenny with uh, uh, cody uh you can be sure that the players didn't all love him but they knew that what he was doing was right and they had to toe the line and I think Vera Pau is the same. She's uh, successful. Now, I do think that the attitude of the Irish press kind of believing this stuff out of America from that uh, newspaper was over the top. She's here in Ireland. She's doing a good job. There is good uh, practices here in Ireland about um, the whole thing with players and that and how players are treated. Uh, she's probably tough. Uh, but so we all know that to be successful the managers have to be tough and single-minded. There's no, no, no doubt about that. Jim, finally, we're going to get one last prediction of you. The Premiership uh, season starts in, 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 in England next Saturday again. Obviously, the Charity Shield is on this weekend. Is there anyone there to take the title of Men's City next season? And uh, don't, and don't well, say Liverpool, because no. the men beside me here is right now Liverpool for me. Well, I'll tell you now, I, I do feel that Liverpool have slipped a little bit. But I do think that uh, Arteta has made a brilliant job of the players he has signed at Arsenal. They had a great season last season. As long as they can continue that development, I think they will 
uh, give Man City a serious run for their money. I think that the signing of um, the guy from Man from uh, West Ham, what's his name? Declan, Declan, or, Declan Rice. Uh, Declan Rice. I think that that's a very, very important. And also, I think the signing of that uh, centre forward from Chelsea could also Habits, turn yeah. out to be a very, very important signing because he will add experience. That team at, at Arsenal under Arteta is quite young and I think they did need a bit of strengthening. Rice must be able to bring that to the team and I think that they can look forward to having a very, very good season. Basically, the problem is to make damn sure they get off to a flying start. There's no doubt about that. And Jim, we've got off to a flying start by having you here for our first, uh, your first appearance on Scarapay Green Radio. We know it won't be the last. We'll talk to you again as the season progresses. Jim Madden, thanks uh, a minute for taking the time to talk very, to us. You're very, very welcome. And I'll, I'll uh, do anything you want. If you just ring me in advance and say, Jim, we want to talk about A, B and C, um, I'll make sure I do a bit of homework. You're gentlemen as always. Thanks a million, uh, Jim Madden. Uh, you're Thank doing you. a lot for Clare Soccer. And, and thanks for taking the time to talk to us. All the best. Thank you. And now we're going to take a break for another bit of coal. And once again, thanks to Jim Madden for taking the time to talk to us. And now we move from the sport of soccer and after one uh, World Cup to one that's just uh, going to progress. We're just about to start as the warm-up game. So the Rugby World Cup start today and no better man to talk to us here on Scarab Bacon Radio than our rugby analyst, uh, Michael Madden. You're Mi- Michael, even after the summer holidays, welcome back once again. Thank you, thank you. Great to be here. Michael, we've been waiting for this for many, many a day since our, our, our winter progs that we call it. The summer of, of waiting is over and yeah. the warm-up, cup sta- warm-up game start today with a game against Italy. Yeah. Your thoughts? I know, look, they've, uh, it's, it looks good. Like they're giving everybody their last chance probably. You know, there's a lot of players on today that wouldn't be playing on the normal setup like so. It's probably everyone's last chance to be on that uh, 30, the 33rd man on the, on the team bus going to France, I'd say. And I suppose even before we, we get on to even the last time we were talking we were talking about how good Linster were and Munster were in development funny the way the season turned out afterwards I know it worked out brilliantly he couldn't <laughs> work <laughs> without any shadow of bias there as I could, you know as Munster captain the URC trophy and yeah. unfortunately for Linster followers trophyless uh, at the end of the season do you think that's going to have any relevance on the run into the World Cup, Michael? No, uh, the only relevance really will be that Ireland will see that they have to keep developing, that you know, once they come up against these big teams that they have to yeah. be able to develop a, you know, a way to get past them. Like Lin- Linstra have failed on a couple of occasions now, but <coughs> hopefully with the added quality of the Connacht, Ulster oh. and Munster, that, that would, you know, they'd have enough coming in that they'd be able to get over that line. The big man problem is still, it's still there in the background. That's the biggest worry, isn't it? I mean... Uh, you know, Leinster twice now, La Rochelle have overtook, uh, and it's pure physical raw power, and Leinster didn't seem to have learned. And I mean, that's the majority of the Irish team, let's face facts. But yeah. you'd be hoping, as I said, Mike, that uh, they, a few Munster lads maybe will make the presence felt, and Connacht and Ulster as well. But that we need O'Connell and and, um, and Farrell will have to have a slightly more, how would I say, more uh, better plan for yeah. the, the massive teams like South Africa well, and the others. I would say as well, they'll ha- like they'll have a better bench when they go up against these yeah. teams, and that'll make a big difference because when you're relying on you know you know kind of sub sub players to come on, like it it does affect like especially when you're dealing with La Rochelle, they're a multi-million dollar team. Like you know, every player on that is you know, on a half a million. Like so, it Absolutely. makes a big difference. The other big thing, Mike, is the number ten issue. Um, this evening, it's it's Crowley, I believe, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's a few others knocking on the door. Johnny Sexton. We know the issue with him, three match suspension might be a blessing, might not. But um, 
How do you see Tyler now when, well, when the things get serious now? I think Jack Crowley is in pole position. Like he he has yeah. he's proven he's got the medal. Like you know he, when it came to it when it was needed he stepped up. Like whereas I think some of the other ones you know they when they had their opportunity to do it and they didn't take it. I suppose Michael you're kind of you're going back based on on two two particular kicks <coughs> where Crowley nailed the kick uh, out in South Africa that yeah. vital kick against, uh, against uh, the South African team and. Ross Borden turned down the chance to win a European Cup. Yeah. You know, he didn't back himself. Now, there's no doubt if Sexton was on, he would have gone for that. Oh, 100%. Ross Borden didn't fancy it. And to me, it shows a kind of a lack of a bit of vulnerability that maybe might see him in trouble here at the World Cup. That's the thing, like, because everyone wants to be number two because no one knows how far Johnny Sexton's going to yeah. play into this World Cup. So, like, number two is going to be number one at some stage in this tournament. So, like, it's a big decision, but I hope Crowley gets it because I think he's he brings more to the table. He's He, you know, he brings a great energy to the thing, and he'll work well with uh, Gibson, uh, Gibson Park as well. You know, it'll be very high-tempo stuff. Are you writing off Conor Murray already? <laughs> well, I think Conor knows his position now. He's he's, he's the, finishing. Yeah, he's yeah. the closer. Like you know, I don't think that's going to change. And there's no doubt, Michael, that ever with the way Farrell and O'Connell, there's no doubt they were successful men in their own right. Very successful. They will have clarity of, of everything set out. It seemed from other World Cups, maybe reading it from looking at it from the outside, that people didn't really understand their roles. And you mentioned about the bench. There will be a savage bench. Is it not a, a 15 men or a three, is it no. 23 men game now nearly? Yeah. At, at, at this stage, mm. all roles will have been clarified, and everyone will know. And just who's going to make the 32 now is the is the big call. That's the big question. Like I suppose the one I'd be looking at today is I hope Keith Earl, Keith Earls goes well because there's a lot of people just writing him off. But geez, to be great to see him going to the World Cup. Like I think yeah. he brings a lot more than just his playing. Like I think he's a leader, and he I think behind the scenes he does a lot of good work there. So I'd love to see him going. I think it's really it would be a real positive thing. 90, 90, 99 no. not out, Michael. Yeah, it's a fact. It, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. In these warm-up games, you know, um, there's a few things about him. Obviously, people have to get game time to prepare for, for the World Cup match situation, but and, and the new players need to get a bit of experience as well. But, you know, how much can you show in these games? I mean, it's gone so technical now and so tactical is that the opposition will be watching every single move. Do you think Ireland will kind of stick a lot with this line-out mall, push over for tries, or do you think the variation that they're going to bring in won't be shown in the warm-up games? Well, I see, I, this is the danger, I suppose. I don't think they're going to change much because everyone knows what they do now. Yeah. It's only a question of building on what they already, already do. Because, like, we're, we're playing Italy and then we've England after that. Like, So the, the Italy game, I really think, is the last chance for some of these guys to get on. Do you know, it's last chance. Do you know, Jacob Sockdale, he hasn't played in 12 months or more. Mm. Do you know, there's a, a good few of them there. Jimmy O'Brien at fullback, does that work? You know, there's a lot of ifs and buts uh, on the thing. Even Dave Kilkine, he's not guaranteed. He's a good ball carrier, but what's he like at scrumming? Yeah. And like scrumming is going to be huge in this World Cup because penalties and you know, three points, that could, that's going to win you games. And it's same, it's going to lose you games as well. I think, Michael, the selection of uh, the team today has been very, very... I would say cute. Mm. It is putting the test up to four or five lads, you know, today. And you mentioned two of them, uh, Stock, or three of them, O'Brien, Stockdale and Kilkine for sure. Mm. There is no doubt. Kilkine has to improve his scrummage and I've no doubt in the camp they would. You know, yeah. you, you've seen him play for Munster. It is, he's brilliant in the loose. Yeah. No, 
he has to, you know, to make an impact at the world, he has to improve his scrummaging. Oh, definitely, 100%. Like 100 and he, I, I even think the back row doesn't really work because uh, Doris is, is a good, eight. he's a brilliant seven, but he's a world-class eight. eight like, so, but Six. like, he's you know, uh, so Conan can't play anywhere else. So like, it's these are the problems we have, like two world-class eights, like where we're trying to fit him in. So hopefully, I don't think that's the way to go, but like, it's a, it's a warm-up game, so let's see it. I think they're probably just trying to, obviously, he's going to be O'Mahony if, Defender Freer and 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 Doris is going to be your back row, mm. you know. But Mahoney has a, a lot of miles in the clock too, so I suppose they're just trying uh, different variations. Mm. Michael Borters for this, you know, someone that maybe let come up today and get a try or two, you know. Gavin Coombs throw his hand. Yeah, Gavin Coombs is the one uh, I was going to ask about. Yeah, Gavin. Yeah, well, sure. Look at I. He's going to get an opportunity, and it's up to him. Like he has the what is it, the leading try scorer yeah. last year in the URC. Like, yeah. like from two meters out, it's hard to stop him. Like, so what his problem is, he's going up against someone. Like he, his best chance is probably at second row, and with uh, Klein going to South Africa, it does open an opportunity for him to get in at second row. But he's not. I don't think he's going to get into the back row, but he has an opportunity definitely to be to go as a, as a second row. Michael, you made a valid point here. Is Coombs' future in the long run? Even you know, he just seems to be short that smart bit for to make it. Maybe no kind of who am I to talk for a back for a back row? Do you think he will have to move in well, eventually? See, if you look at the new the modern uh, eights and nines, their feet are unbelievable. I was watching the New Zealand uh, Australia game this morning, and like the footwork the, that the seven eights have now, it's yeah. a yeah. different level. Like, there's, like Combs is great at going forward, but like. There's no sidestep. There's like if he'll just walk straight through you, like, and if you stop him, that's him stopped. Whereas like if you look at uh, Doris, like he's got a shimmy and he's got a step, like he's gaining a meter or two before anyone gets a hand on him, like. So it's it, that's the levels now for the for number eight, like. Last week, you know, we're talking about we, we spoke about the out halves and you Ben Healy, another Munster player, gone yeah. from Munster. Player of the match. Player of the match. Player, of the player of the match Scotland, you know, yeah. you, you'd say. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you see, look at this is the joy of our system. We are producing world-class players, and world-class players want to play on the international scene. They want to be seen. They want people talking about them. So, you know, it's it's an international game, and that's the way it is. And we're we're just producing too many at the moment. Mike, not too long ago, people were sort of saying New Zealand weren't near where they should be, and bit of issues down there, and uh, not performing, and results not going great. However, in the last few weeks. Uh, it's clear New Zealand are going to be one of the red-hot favourites for this World Cup. Yeah, yeah, definitely are going to be one of the favourites. But I would still say France and Ireland are, are, are ahead of them because you know they've been, you know if you look at the World Cup winners for the last you know going back in for the last you know, whatever eight ten years they they've been leading the way for a year or two years out and France and Ireland are constantly the top two top. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That is the indication of a team that's going to like. We could lose in the quarterfinal, but we have a great, our best chance so far. And I, like I was looking at the, the training they're doing and everything, they're not going mad. Some of the times in the World Cup, we've got the warm-ups and we've got the prep completely wrong. They seem to have it right now. So hopefully, chief. Do you yeah. think? Oh, sorry, Mike. Uh, one other big question. I heard this one. Alan Quinlan on the radio the other day uh, talking about it. 
Uh, he was saying that it would be very, very bad to lose a warm-up game. I, I thought myself personally wouldn't agree. He just said to, it could be a chink, it could be a little bit of a confidence thing. Uh, I think it does. Do you think it makes a difference to if they had to I, say lose against England by a couple of points by uh, final players? As long as it's a couple of points, I think the big problem was the, the last World Cup, England absolutely yeah, hammered yeah. us. And I think that's the way to go. Like, as long as it's we're trying stuff and we're giving people their last chance, like Italy probably fully loaded today and we're trying out different things. So, like, I still expect us to win but like it's uh it's an opportunity for people and you know as long as we're still we can see the development path i think we're okay michael the pot is boiling there's no doubt when we look forward to it thanks a million for coming in take your time talk. we will we will go through it more in depth as as, yeah. the, as the tournament comes closer and, and as, as it starts and no. once again thanks for taking the time to talk to us Pat, thank you that has been an action-packed morning we got a lot in but again what will we do without sport? Much sure we covered the four at least: uh, soccer and camogie and hurling and rugby and uh, uh, we didn't mention golf. A, a, a for bit boxing of fighting with Claire Hinchy. Boxing with Claire Hinchy. Yeah. You got that. <laughs> uh, yeah, look at. I mean, uh, I know people are looking forward to the Women's World Cup and rightly so, but I cannot wait for the Rugby World Cup. I suppose you know each. World Cup so far, we've been having high hopes for Ireland, particularly in the last three or four, and it hasn't happened. But I think this time it might be a difference. I think one of the big differences is the management this time. I think I think O'Connell and Farrell, I think what O'Connell, Paul O'Connell, uh, an iconic player for Munster and Ireland, and I think I think he just is a leader in there. And I think I don't think he'd accept uh, performance that wasn't full, absolutely full of commitment and a bit of, a bit of cuteness in there as well. So, massively um, looking forward to the games. I wouldn't like to be facing him too after having a bad performance. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Look, that concludes our show here today on Scarab and Sport on here on Scarab Equities Radio in association with Dear Credit Union. My thanks as always uh, to Pat for co-presenting. My thanks to our guests, Martin McNamara, Claire Hinchy, Mark McKenna, Jim Madden, and of course, no relation, Michael Madden. Thanks to the lads for the production team. We hope that you enjoy the rest of the festival and that hopefully those that black clouds are looming will loom further away in the distance and that to be a most enjoyable weekend. And all that means, it's me, Leo Dial. Until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn.